Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Thoughts on current events, perhaps. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Where do I start? I'll tell you what, it's the end of the world. Do be like implants cost more than regular implants, please? What would the approximate difference be in price? Um, well, thoughts on current events. Um, oh, my, it's kicking up. Hi, I've just had heard a lady in Manchester is having surgery. Breast lift and tummy tuck, end of June. Okay. So thoughts on current events. I'm, I'm assuming surgery related because uh, that's another kettle of fish right there. Current events. Uh, blimey. By the way, hi, Khan. Nice to see you here this evening. Hope you're well. Um, well, I have got slightly mixed emotions about current events in terms of the coronavirus and surgery because here we go jackie's saying that she's heard a person in manchester's having surgery end of june and i know that i have lost patients if you like who have who are having surgery um because i am not doing surgery at the moment and um there's been a lot of discussion in in the in the plastic surgery um, area about starting surgery, and I know some people are starting surgery. And there's been questions about legality and what have you. And I think that legality, legally, I think we can start doing surgery. Um, I'm still no further forward in my clinic. I just keep being told that guidance hasn't changed. I'm sure this isn't correct. Can I find a link to say that it maybe has? I'm so confused. Yeah, well. Um, the guidance has been the, the, it has been relaxed the the um, uh, the distancing guidance, but it's still saying we've got to stay two meters apart, but we can have a sort of small group meetings. Um, and so, I, there's a bit of conflict in terms of a lot of people wanting surgery versus the common good. And there are some people who are saying yes, you can do surgery, but it should be urgent surgery in terms of things that can't wait more than four weeks. There's categories of urgency in terms of surgery, and uh, there's things that have to be done straight away. There's things that can wait, that have to be done within four weeks, things that have to be done within three months, and then things that can be done at any time. And in terms of medical need, plastic surgery um, is, or aesthetic surgery is very much like can wait if it has to wait. So it is something that can wait if it has to wait. But at the same time, I think some people are lumping it into a category as if to say it's not necessary. I would lump it into the same category as hip replacements, cataracts, um, things like that, which can wait, but people would benefit from having them done. So it's not like they're unnecessary. But if, you know, if there's something that's urgent then that should go first if it, you know but so that's where i'm putting it um so i think it is something that needs to be done but it needs to be done at the right time and and in a safe circumstances now we've got policies in place that allow us to either maintain distance or when we're not may, able to maintain distance i.e uh 
um, examination and surgery, we are PP'd, we, we're protected and you're protected. So we have those policies in place. Uh, but we're maintaining the beginning of July for our start date pers personally. And I know there are people who are starting sooner and I think that is probably fine. And I think in terms of guidance, it's, it's fine, but it's just, I don't know, I don't know, a bit cautious and, and, and we've got a lot, I mean, a clinic tomorrow, which is massive. I don't know how many, like 10, 20, I don't know, loads of patients anyway in it and, uh, all new and, um, you know, they're going to want dates and what have you. And Anyway, so sort of end of July, sorry, end of June slash beginning of August is where we are. Um, got everything in place. Um, everyone's keen to get back at, at it, but that's where we are. But um, I do think that there isn't clear guidance because the guidance we've been given is very much like what's your local um risk in terms of coronavirus so like london really high risk and cornwall low risk and and also what's your circumstances in the in the clinic in terms of what do you do do you do things close to the face so for instance if we're doing minor ops we've got to do a minor op where you're um, wearing a face mask, the, the risk is a lot less if we're both wearing face masks. So if we can do a minor op where you're wearing a face mask and we're wearing a face mask, it's less than if we're doing a minor op where, for instance, you wouldn't be able to wear a face mask. So if you're doing something on a lip where you wouldn't be able to wear a face mask, that would be a higher risk. So, you know, we're, we're doing that, uh, you know, that sort of um, risk assessment. So that's where we are. We're trying to do um, everything we can to do things as quickly as we can to as many people as we can in as safe a way as we can. And we've landed up at that. So I'll tell you something. What's going on with Facebook? Why is no one saying on Facebook? Loads of people are saying stuff on Instagram. What's going on? Goodness me. Right. What have I missed on Instagram? Um, uh, do be like, right. I better do this one. Cheeky chops. Cheeky chops has been waiting patiently. Do be like implants cost more than regular implants? Yes. What's the, pro pro the difference in price? Oh man. I don't like saying prices on here because I, I might get them wrong, but be like implants are expensive. They do cost more as you might expect. I don't What's a normal breast augmentation? I think I'm going out on a limb here. Full disclosure, I don't know, and, and I might be wrong on this, so please give us a ring or inquire, and we'll give you the proper price. I think a breast implant with silicone implants is about £6,000. Does that sound right? I think. I'm guessing it's about 6000 B-Lights, it's a lot more. Eight, £9,000 maybe? Totally guessing that. Well, I'm sort of... I don't think it's 10000 but it's like a lot more. It's quite a few thousand pounds more. Is that helpful? Oh, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Do you know how much your breast implants cost? Um, I think it's about 6,000. Yeah. And then B-Lice is, is a lot more anyway. Um, I just had a lady Manchester. I'm still... So, Michelle, i got Instagram as well. Michelle, I'm, I'm on Instagram as well. I'm a social media influencer. I'm still no further forward in my clinic. Oh, done that. Maintaining post-surgery results when you can't exercise as effectively as in the gym and motivation is somewhat lower. Um, well, YD Riches, I wish I knew. 
Look at the state of me, flipping heck. Um, I'll tell you what, though, we go out for walks more often. Never used to go out. Well, actually, we did. We did actually go out for walks, but we go out for walks more often. Um, bit of bike cycling around the garden. Um, but yeah, you're right. You can't go to the gym. Uh, motivation, yeah, motivation is lower, I guess, but then you've got more time to do things. But um, yeah, sorry, White, I'm not that. I don't think I'm a very good motivational speaker. Um, Natalie, happy that you have plans in place, etc. I'm still being told guidance hasn't changed. I feel like asking for a refund. Thanks, JJ, for your help. Yeah, you can ask for a refund, um, Natalie. Yeah, I mean, guidance hasn't changed, but um, but the guidance isn't rock solid. The guidance isn't, you know, 15th of June. Looking at the wrist there. Um, you can You can start, you know, there's not like clear guidance is to say you guys can start at this time and you and you can start doing you know consultations at this time and then you can start doing operations at that time it's not that clear it's a bit like well as long as you've got the right thing in place and as long as you've got the policies in place and as long as you're doing the right sort of operating so i'm sorry that people have been vague but i can understand why they've been vague because it is a bit like that greg's crying oh god sorry i almost almost reported greg sorry Hashtag mindfulness. Being about mindfulness, have you, Greg? I, um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Thanks for reminding me. I tried doing that a while ago, sort of meditation, mindfulness, but um, got time now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, just sitting quietly, basically. That's basically what it is, isn't it? Doesn't matter. It's meditation, mindfulness. Um, uh, what's that one uh, where you have the word? Um, uh, transcend is it transcendental meditation? So I looked into, <laughs> into everything to be honest with you. Um, but it's all the same, it's all from what I've seen. I've read books on it and I've and I look and it's all the same. It's it's basically trying to what, what's it headspace, sit, relax, breathe, body. Yeah, I've tried it, I've tried it. You're laughing, not quite good, good. Thanks, Greg. I am staying well. I am trying to. I'm trying to keep it together, Greg. God knows it's not easy. God knows it's not easy. But uh, nice to see you here this evening. So Mariana's uh, kicked off here. Mariana says, what? Sorry, I'll get that thing off the screen. There's a thing scrolling around. Get rid of that. Why are cons Why you are conservation? Why you are conservation in relation to fat transfer to breast? I only a small, a small amount compared to other doctors. Thanks. Good question from Mariana there. Big up yourself, Mariana. That is a good question. You're right. I am, aren't I? I am conservation. I think I am. Um, Terry, good to see you. You're right. Um, I am conservative in fact transfer to the breast, Mariana. And it's it's a it's funny, you know, surgery because I think you sort of need people to push the boundaries if you you're over here aren't you if you're pushing the boundaries that's how you expand and grow uh, but the problems with surgery is when you push the boundaries you only know how far you can go when things go wrong because in a in a, to a degree it is more of an art than a science and we don't know exactly how much fat we can put in and you only know you put in too much fat 
when some fat dies. And so we need people out there to be pushing the boundaries, sorry, to be pushing the boundaries so we can sort of, you know, know how far we can go. Um, but that's not me. I don't push the boundaries and I don't get much in terms of complications in terms of fat uh, necrosis, in terms of oil cysts. Um, you know, I really don't get that much in, in those complications. But then there's someone else could argue, well, you're not putting enough in then because you're denying some people, you some people where you could have put more in. And there, there may be some people I could have put more in, but you'll never know until you've gone too far. Um, it's a bit like, it's a bit like when you're doing when you're raising a flap of skin. When you're raising a piece of skin, you never know how much really how much skin you can you can safely move because of the the blood supply. It's like when you're doing a flight of ideas here. I think a psychologist would have something to say about this, or or a breast reduction, and you've got the nipple on a pedicle. So your nipple's on a stalk of tissue with blood supply, nerve supply, and what have you going to it. You want to make that pedicle as small as possible because pa patients want to be as small as possible sometimes when you're having a breast reduction. But you only know the limit of how small you can make it when that nipple starts to die. So if you've never had a nipple die doing a breast reduction, you might have always left too much volume on the nipple and it's always been too big. I know what I'm saying in my head. I don't know if this is coming out. I don't know. I don't know if this is I don't know if this is coming across, but basically it's 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 difficult to know how much fat you can put in. And I do see people putting a lot of fat in. And I, and I think to myself, how do they put so much fat in? Because I would worry it would die. Now, I don't know what's happening to those results in three months, six months, 12 months. Now, maybe they're fine, but maybe they're getting fat necrosis. I don't know. But that's why I don't put much in, because I'm worried about fat necrosis, because I want every single piece of fat to survive. And if you want every single piece of fat to survive, every single little tiny aliquot of fat you put in, tiny, tiny little aliquot, 0.1 of a mil, has got to be surrounded by vascularized fat. And that's the way it takes like a graft. So if you inject a big dollop of fat, the bit around the outside might be surrounded by vascular, vascularized fat, but the bit inside is at risk of dying. So that worries me. So that is why I don't do large volume fat, fat grafting, because I worry that um, the fat will die. And so you're right, Mariana, maybe I am more conservative. Maybe you'll find someone who put more volume in and maybe you'll get more satisfactory result and maybe you'll be happier with them. And maybe in five years or you know in a year's time i'll be using putting more in maybe we'll show that you can put more in and there's a safer way of doing it and there's a way to get it better vascularized maybe there's something we can do to increase the vascularity i don't know but at the moment i feel in my opinion which is what this is all about all personal opinions fat grafting to the breast is not a very predictable and uh effective way of cosmetic breast augmentation so if someone's got small breasts and wants bigger breasts, fat grafting as a sole procedure in my hands is not a uh, very effective way of doing it because the volume is small and subtle for all the reasons that I've said. And so if so, it's not something that I really do much. And to be honest with you, Mariana, I don't really know anyone who does. Maybe there are. Are there people who are doing it large volumes? Now, as I spoke last week, was it or sometime about people doing it in combination with implants? I think there's isn't there. There. Yes. You know, a combination of implant and fat grafting. They call it hybrid uh, fat grafting. So that's uh, a goer. You know, that's a that's a goer. I can see that, but I, um, but it's expensive, you know, it's expensive. So, but 
I am conservative, Mariana, and I because I don't want complications, and that's why I say you have to often have to repeat it because because the volumes are small. But that's why I'm conservative. But that's no right or wrong in this world. There might be someone who's less conservative than me who might be getting better results, you know, because because they're getting more fat in. But that's that's why I don't do it. Oh God, sorry, I've done something to Instagram. <laughs> have I have I turned the camera around? I've turned the camera around. Sorry about that. I'm just trying to like, I was trying to wave. What you're saying makes complete sense. Look at that. I'm making complete sense to someone. I think you're just saying that, Mac on Medical. I think you're just saying that. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm happy. I'm happy the one person saying it, even if it's just for show. Um hey JJ, hope you're all. Sorry I'm late. I was late as well, Olivia. So don't worry about it. I've been doing some medication the last few months. Well done. Well done, you. I haven't. Hey, Cobathon. Cobathon. You can call me the Cobathon. Hey, Cobathon. Getting pain in the side of one of my breasts frequently recently. Does that mean there could be something wrong with my implants? It's been around 2.5 years since surgery. Um, Cobathon. Don't worry, Lauren. I prefer Cobathon. Oh, my God. Lauren, three comments. Cobathon, Ionathon, and then Jonathan. Um, we'll go with Cobathon. We'll go with your first answer, Cobathon. So Cobathon, Ionathon, Jonathan. I mean, I am all for increasing the comments on Facebook because I think it is good to increase your, what is it, your algorithm or your, you know, your reach. And you can spell my name three ways. Absolutely fine. Thoroughly encourage that. But um, you know what, uh, Lauren, I've got a question about this in a minute about a patient who's had, got breast implants, got a lump or something. And I know you haven't got a lump. You've got what have you got pain um, inside of one of my breasts? The bottom line is, Lauren, you can't mess about with your breasts. So if you are a bit, if you've got a problem, right, whether it be a lump, whether it be a swelling, whether it be pain, whether it be, I don't know what, um, get it checked out. On its own, if you're saying to me, is a bit of pain in a breast two and a half years after surgery something to worry about? On its own, I'm like, probably not. If you ask me that, I'm like, I'm not, it's not like, oh my Lord, I lied. That sounds terrible. Probably not. But you know what? So just get it checked out. And I don't want to steal from my question. I've got a question in a minute about this. But basically, the, the, the thing is, is it uh, implant or is it breast? That's, the, that's what it comes down to. And um, well, first of all, is it worrying, worrying, not worrying? Is it implant or is it breast? And um if it's because obviously you've got a breast there, you know, don't forget people with implants got a breast there and people without implants do have pain. So it could be breast related. It could be pain due to your breasts and it could be pain due to the implant. So, um, you know, you'd ask questions like hormonal and things like that. Is it, you know, uh, any cyclical nature to it? Um, and then, you know, we'd have a look and see. And uh, it's unlikely to be anything bad two and a half years. It's unlikely to be a capsular contracture at two and a half years. Uh, and capsular contracture pain is a last sort of um, stage of capsular contracture. Usually it goes hard first and then it goes painful later. So in itself, Lauren, no. But as I say, pain in the breast or symptoms of your breast, you've got to get it checked, haven't you? Let's face it. And whether that be me or your GP, whatever. Um, I'm going to start seeing people next month, as I was saying earlier, Lauren. So by all means, get yourself booked in, get yourself down the clinic. We'll have a look, see what's what. And then we're all happy, aren't we? So I would say get it checked out. 
is my answer to that, but it doesn't sound like anything to worry about. Oh, right. So, um, here we go. Oh, here we go. This is the question here I was talking about. Segway. Segway into the question. Oh, did I delete it? No. What shall I do? Lump in breast, what shall I do? In July 2012, so this is eight years ago, we replaced one PIP implant on one non-PIP implant. I had a capsular contracture. I had a capsule contracture and I've had discomfort in the same breast for a while. And now I can feel a definite lump or fatty buildup. I don't know what to do due to COVID-19. Should I see you or an NHS hospital? Um, Cobathon. Cobathon. Yes. I want to rename myself Cobathon. Love it. Love it. Um, right. Sorry. Um, oh, <laughs> right. So. Okay, so this is now eight years. This, this is a slightly different one. This is eight years post implants. Um, and uh, again, slight, uh, what was it? Slight discomfort or discomfort uh, and now a definite lump or fatty buildup. So again, same same uh, advice really. Get, get, get it checked out is the bottom line. And uh, I, what I said to this, because uh, this patient has contacted me on a, on uh, Facebook, and I Facebooked her back to say, look, you know, I'm not seeing people to uh, till um, uh, next month, so maybe contact a GP. And I think she said the GP's not seeing people either. So I'm like, okay, well, come and see me next month then. Um, it, and, and the main thing I'm looking at, when someone comes to me with a lump in their breast, and I, th and I say, if you've got a lump in your breast, get it checked. If you've got implants in, it's probably best to come and see me first, because if you go and see your doctor, They'll say, oh, you got implants in, it's your, it's your implant, you know, or it's probably your implant. Whereas if you come and see me, I can give you an idea whether it's your implant or your breast. I can get an idea whether it's your implant or your breast, usually from examination in the first instance, because sometimes you get an obvious, an obvious, I've shown you this before, haven't I? The nick, knock, knock, nick, nook, nick, nook, nick, 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 not knuckle, the knuckle, obvious knuckle in your implant, and uh, that can present as a lump. So sometimes it's obvious you, you can tell it's an, a lump, it's a knuckle, it's a, a, it's a an edge of the implant. In which case you're like, look, it's an implant, it's your edge of the implant. Don't worry about it. But sometimes you can't tell, or sometimes it's more your breast. Your breast is sort of behind your nipple, you know, a, a super above your implant. And so if it's your breast, then that's a different thing because obviously breast lumps um, are common and something we need to investigate. And that was so you something you'd have to go and see a breast surgeon for. So um, it's a sort of different type of surgeon, a breast surgeon, usually general surgery trained. There's a subspecialty of general surgery is breast surgery where they deal with breast lumps and cancers and what have you. So they would be the ones who would be in, involved in that. And that well, I would probably refer you back to GP to then perhaps get referred to see a, uh, a breast a surgeon. But as I say, it's often best to see me first because I think the GPs often think, oh, if you've got implants in, you better get your implants checked, which is not unreasonable. So um, in itself, not worried about it. But if uh, but get it checked and come and see me and I'll have a look and see what's what and sort it out and give you an idea whether it's a breast or or not and if you do have to have a breast uh, looked at then then the, obviously there's next step is things like scans where you can assess the, the lump with the scan and if they need to put a needle in they can and all these sorts of things these all can be done even if you've got implants in but obviously you've got to let them know you've got implants in because they've got to do the scan under ultrasound guidance whereas if you didn't have the implants in they would uh, just put the put the needle in directly Sorry, Instagram, got poor connection. Happens a lot. Sorry about that. <clears throat> right, the Cobathon. K 
can I remove my band tattoo? I've got a band tattoo on my right arm on the bicep and tricep. I would like to get it removed under the knife. Um, so, yes, you can. I mean, the thing about tattoos is I've always said size and location, basically. And it's it's relatively, I guess, common. I did put one on Instagram, didn't I? Um, picture of a band tattoo lady who had a bit a bit of it removed i mean you've got to think about how how much laxity there is on the arm there's not a huge amount of laxity so you're looking about, about that much maybe you you could cut out about that much cut out a stitch so if it's wide if the band's wider than that so if it's a big like flipping great big sort of you know what are they called celtic thing you know you're like oh my lord you know but if it's about that you could do it if it's that, you could take it, but you have to keep on doing them, you know? You have to do what's called serial excision three months apart. So it could be removed. The problem is it's going to leave you the scar, and it's going to leave you the scar all the way around. And, you know, the question with these things is, I don't understand, if you're having it because you don't like the look of it, you've got to think, well, are you going to like the look of a scar? You know, because you have a scar. And like, I can't show my arm in public because I've got this tattoo I don't like. I'm like, well, you'll have a scar, which you might not like, and you'll have paid for the scar, and there's risks of healing and stuff. So... If it has a psychological meaning to you, I understand that in terms of tattoos. But if it's, you know, if it's for cosmetic reasons, like you don't like the look of it, you've got to be a bit worried that it could be uh, worse to, to remove, or maybe not, well, yeah, maybe worse even, you know, having it, having it removed. Um, so, yeah, we can remove out that much medical term of an arm tattoo. And that's something we've done to local anesthetic at the clinic. Um but yeah, best thing with these things is to send us a photo. If you've got a tattoo, send us a photo and I'll have a look and I'll get back to you and I'll say, look, this is how much it costs. This is what can be done. Cheeky chops. I have bingo wings from quick weight loss. Is there any way to improve its appearance without the big scar all along the arm? Tricky one, cheeky, chick, cheeky chops. The problem is, as you've alluded to there, bingo, I mean, cheeky. <laughs> God, oh, I just called you bingo. Sorry. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm tired. I don't know about you. I'm I don't know why. I am tired. Oh, I think it's because I'm getting up early. I'm getting up early. It's the best time to work. I like work, like working in the morning. Um, right, Cheeky. So as you've alluded to, the problem with so-called bingo wings or bat wings or whatever is weight loss, the fat goes, and the skin remains. So you're left with skin. The fat's gone. So that is the the nubbins of body contouring surgery is skin. It's usually people have lost weight. It's not fat. So people think about liposuction. Liposuction does contour your body, yes, but really it's often fat. I mean skin. It's often skin. <laughs> it's often skin. Who said that? Skin, right? So you can do liposuction to these areas, but that just does what the weight loss does and gives you more skin and, you know, and, and can make it worse, to be quite frank with you. So that is a problem with um, with liposuction. So the best thing is to cut the skin out, to be frank with you. And what does it mean when you cut the skin out? Anyone? Anyone? A scar. That's right. It's a scar when you cut the skin out. So it's a big scar. So if you don't want a big scar, then you can't cut out the skin. Let's, let's be frank here. If you don't want a big scar, you can't cut out the skin. So... Is there a way to avoid it? Well, there are types of liposuction, uh, assisted forms of liposuction, vaser and laser 
types of liposuction, which they say cause some degree of skin retraction. And that might be something to consider. I don't do it. I'm not sure how much skin retraction they cause. So, um, sorry, I've got the I've got the old question. I'm not sure how much skin retraction they cause. So I'm I'm not sure how effective they are. But that would be something to think of if you didn't want to have surgery. But if you have got excess skin here, in my experience, liposuction is not great because the skin is quite thin. It doesn't recoil very well. Some areas the skin recoils, like the hips, the chest, it recoils well. Uh, the outer thighs, it recoils well. But the arms, it doesn't recoil very well. And that's why you got the problem. So in my experience, the best way is to cut it. But I can understand you don't want that big scar. No one wants that big scar. So I haven't got any good answers for that. If I did, I'd be a very happy man because I wouldn't have to do those surgeries and give people scars because I'd rather not give you a scar, to be quite honest with you. I'd rather do it in a non-scarring fashion. But in this day and age, um, we haven't got any non-scarring ways of doing it. But um, one day, I'm sure we will. Natalie wakes up at 5 a.m. every morning. Wow. Nice one, Natalie. You are a productive lady, and I could only salute you. Um, yeah. So good one, Cheeky. And I'm sorry I haven't got an easy one for that one. How did tummy tuck? And don't feel enough was removed. Have a scar below my belly button and some tattoos left behind. So don't think it was a full tummy tuck. Can I get it redone? So this uh, person, yeah. I mean, it, you, it, when they said they weren't sure they'd had a full tummy tuck, I, um, it's, you can usually tell by the scarring. The scarring is a sort of scar in the, in the sort of pubic area where a cesarean scar is and also a scar uh, around the belly button. So if there's a scar between those two, if there's a little vertical scar between the belly button and the and the uh, cesarean area scar, you think, mm, why is that scar there? And it looks like that they didn't get it a full tummy tuck. They didn't get that hole where the belly button was all the way down to the pubic area. So they've had to close it up and cause an extra little scar. Sometimes you get a little tea. So, yeah, it looks like not a full tummy tuck's been done. But the problem is now the bit of a tummy tuck has been done, so it's tighter. So it's tricky doing a revision tummy. It's, I've got to be honest, it's tricky doing a revision anything. Um, but it's tricky doing a revision uh, tummy tuck because although it's not as tight as you want, it's still tighter than it was pre-op. And so... Um, and so it's uh, it's um, it's going to be more difficult to do a tummy tuck now. Basically, quite frankly, it's it's going to be more difficult. Full disclosure, it is going to be more difficult. And I'm not sure whether we could do another tummy tuck. And it's really, I think, I need to see you in clinic, this patient here. But I need to examine and see because there may not be enough. And I got a feeling just from what I've seen in the photos, and I haven't asked if I can show the photos and stuff, so I won't. But it's. Um, there might be some intra-abdominal fat as well. So when you've got intra-abdominal fat inside the abdominal wall, that's not removed when you do a tummy tuck. So sometimes people have got quite a rounded sort of barrel-shaped abdomen. And you can take the skin superficial to the abdominal wall and get rid of the apron, but they still have a bit of a barrel-shaped abdomen. And that's, a, that's something to be aware of because you can spend a lot of money and then not get the shape that you want. And that is an issue. Weight loss might help with that. So if you do want to lose weight, it's always best to do it before having a tummy tuck or any sort of uh, body contouring surgery. Well, 
that is that. So that's the last one. I should have warned you. Sorry, I should have warned you that was the second last one. So you could be thinking of something. So that's the last one. I think they've all gone out for a walk. So I'm at home alone now. <clears throat> Any questions? Is that all clear? Did I? Uh, anyone want to clarify anything? The Cobathon has spoken. The Cobathon, the Ionathon has spoken. Ask Ionathon. So if you've got any questions, for goodness sake, get them posted. Why not? And I will answer them. When, you say? Next week. That's when. Seven o'clock, Tuesday night, right here. This is the format. What can be done for a saggy bum, says Ruth. Late one. Come on, Ruth. Get in there. Like it. Nice one. Ruth's been thinking. What about you, Instagram? No one's thinking on Instagram, are they? Ruth has got the saggy bum question. What can do be done without a saggy bum? You know what, Ruth? Bum surgery is a big business. When you look at people, when you look at some people in the, across the world, there are some people doing a lot of bum uh, uh, contouring surgery. In the UK, it's not big. It's not big. It is not big in the UK. And the people who do a lot of bum surgery say it's not big because you're not offering the surgery. And if you offer the surgery, you'll realize what a huge demand there is for it. Um, they might be, well, they because that, that, that's their experience, places like Brazil and things like that, where they're doing an awful lot of surgery. And um, basically, in terms of a saggy thing, you got two options, Ruth. you got one option to tighten it and one option to fill it. And so tightening means tightening the skin. Now, the problem with tightening the skin is, I mean, I think the reason, I've got to be honest with you, Ruth, buttock surgery doesn't appeal to me because it's difficult surgery, because it's difficult to get everything to heal, because you're sitting on that buttock all the time. And the post-op regime has to be pretty strict. So if you're going to tighten the skin, then you can take some skin out to tighten it. Again, if you've had weight loss and you've got extra skin, same with your breasts, same with your face, same with your arms, same with your tummy, you know, same effect to everywhere in your body if you've, if you've had weight loss and you have got extra skin, then you can tighten it. And it gives you scars in the crease, in the gluteal crease, you know, the buttock crease, which is a quite an important landmark. It's a bit like, um, Natalie, you are the same Natalie on Instagram. Got two Natalie spot like that. Anyway, it's the same as an inframammary fold of a breast. It's quite an important landmark. And, um, you know, you don't want to flatten off that landmark because you will need to have a nice shaped buttock. If you flatten off that landmark, just like if you flatten off the breast, it doesn't look right. So it's, 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 you have to get that right. You have to really nail that crease down and it gives you a scar in that crease. And it's hard to get that to heal because you can have wound healing problems and uh, and issues with that. Um, you can't sit on it for a while and it's quite a big deal to recover from. So that's the tightening thing. And then the filling it thing is filling it with summit. And it used to be fat grafting. That was all the rage. And then all these people died when they did fat grafting to the buttocks. So they said, oh, my God, it's terrible. We must stop doing it. Um, we, we must stop doing what? Um, so we stopped doing it. And now people are going back to implants. So basically fat grafting or implants. And for some reason, they're doing big, big volume fat grafting to the buttock. And this thing I can't quite understand because I just said earlier about low. I can't get that much volume into the um into the breast when they do fat grafting but buttock fat grafting people seem to do big volumes um but it but it has caused some fatalities to be honest with you so they're moving away from it and some people in the world saying it's safe but in the uk we're saying it's not safe and we're not not advising to do it until it's been a bit more research into it and so you're back to buttock implants which again have issues 
but that will be a way to fill the volume and to tighten the buttocks and uh, not something i do ruth i'm afraid i'm sorry to say um but it is definitely something that um can be done but not by me but you know natalie i've got a competition to draw 8 p.m on my business page so i swapped to facebook oh my god natalie's got a business natalie you're a you know up at 5 a.m business page competition to draw yeah well i'm busy as well i've got a, yeah me too i've got to yeah i've got to do a competition eight as well so i've got to go oh no i haven't cheeky's back on i'm considering an uplift and implant i'm worried as my skin is thin and stretches easily would a normal weighted implant be okay if the skin does stretch later down the line can anything be done for the stretched skin yeah cheeky you could have another uplift basically if you have an uplift and an implant and um the one thing cheeky if you're worried is don't have the um don't have the implant just have an uplift but obviously if you want the volume then then you have an implant but the implant will give some weight to it we were asking about the b lights earlier so the implants will give some weight to it but if it did stretch again then yeah you could have another lift but they need to know what it, way how you had the lift done first time around so if you're doing a revision lift just like a revision anything is difficult and you have to know what pedicle what you know how they did the lift basically first time around because they need to do it the same way second time around but yeah you could have another lift but the other thing is don't have a big implant just just go easy on the size of the implant because it will stretch the skin hi kim thank you ruth for the question um pulled it out of the bag natalie listen guys natalie's got to go and um draw a competition eight um and i've probably got something equally important to do as well um I've got to go and have a cup of tea. Oh, no, my boobs are like spaniels ears, so would need some upper shape. Yeah, well, that is cheeky. You got it. You got it on the nail on the head there. If you have a lift without implants, it doesn't have as much fullness as implants give. But implants cause problems, cheeky. I've got to be honest. I do a lot of implants. I like implants. I do mainly breasts. So obviously I do a lot of implants. But if you can avoid implants, I always say to people, avoid them if you can because they cause problems so but yeah they do give a different shape so you've got to be happy with the shape that you get with a lift if you're not happy with that shape and you want that fullness then you can use implants but i you know what i wouldn't recommend implants just for shape if you want to be bigger fair enough but if you don't want to be bigger and you're just doing it for the shape i would say look is it worth taking on the hassle of implants why don't you just accept that the shape's not going to be as full and leave you know you can wear a bra and push them up and things that's where I am on that. But yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, change your mind about it. You do what you think's right. So um, I'm busy enough. Three roll just to throw in there too. God, Natalie. Come on, let's have a clap for Natalie, guys. A three roll. She's up at five and she's got a business with a competition to draw at eight o'clock. Natalie, you're a ledge. You're a ledge. We can only envy you right i haven't got a competition to draw at eight o'clock but i've got some papers to clear over there on that side of my desk so i might go and do that in a minute unless there's some other questions but if there's no other questions i'll go and asma's just joined nice to see you um i'm just wrapping up because i've got some questions i've got some papers to to um Ruth has clapped. Nice. I've got some papers to tidy over here. So if there's any, if there's, without further ado, seven o'clock, asthma, next time is seven o'clock kickoff, uh, Facebook slash Instagram, 
Tuesday night. See you there. Looking forward to it already. I will check out and go and put the kettle on and go and see if there's any um, antiques road trip on because the, everyone sounds like everyone's out of the house. So I might have access to the TV. And so um, stay safe. Keep your chin up. And I will see you Tuesday next week. Hasta la vista. Bye-bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.